0: Welcome. Another episode, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. The topic today, as you can see from the uh, description in the show notes, is uh, Hannes Wagner, and it's it's more about the player than the capital T, capital H, capital E card, the, the T206 Wagner, which is the most famous and notorious card uh, in, in our industry, the most, the most valuable. But Hannes Wagner was a player as well. It's not just... He wasn't an obscure player that just happened to have the rarest card. He was uh, an amazing player. So I want to unpack uh, both of those from my perspective. But first, got sponsors. Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hugginson Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, COMC, and Beckett Media, including Beckett Authentication and Beckett Grading. Uh, the Wagner card... I I I can get Chris Ivy on here talk about uh Heritage they're not the only auction house that has dealt with that card. I had a episode about Dan Dishley, uh, the uh, founding editor and publisher of The Trader Speaks which was the key hobby publication when I when I got in the hobby and he actually had handled uh, kind of I think it passed through his hands I don't know that he was uh, holding on to him for a long time but he was a uh, he was he was an intermediary he was in the thick of things back in those days so he actually handled three Wagners and uh, just like everything else when I look back at the early days of the hobby it would have been smart to never sell anything that was good because the prices have gone up by ten thousand percent. That's a hundred x for those of you who are who are uh, are doing that math. So, but Hans Wagner was a was a player actually in my boardroom here, uh, where I have some of these hobby dinners occasionally. Uh, I've got a painting. And it's the least identifiable of the paintings. I've got paintings of Ruth and Gehrig and obviously Roberto Clemente, several Clemente images. But in my little art gallery there, uh, they say, who's that guy that has the P on the cap? And they'll, sometimes they'll guess, but it's it's not, they don't always guess it. And he, he just doesn't look, he, he looks, well, he, he just doesn't look like he is one of the best players of all time. Uh, but he, lo- he looks powerful, he's he's uh, stocky, but it's more of a head shoulder shot. Uh, Chris Ivy, when we were joking about uh, his, uh, auction and all the amazing stuff he had, he's, you know, he just said that he has a, I don't think it's his rule, but he just said every Wagner, whenever we get it, it seems to go for more than, than the one in that condition from before. So it's heretofore, it's been an amazing investment for anybody that held one. There's a lot of bragging rights as well as, uh, appreciation. Remember back in the day, when I was uh, single in the in the '70s, and I'd go to card shows all around the country, and this was in the formative years, they, they just were great uh, shows. More more like in hotels than in uh, convention centers, and there'd always be a hospitality room it seemed, where you'd go up to some uh, party room or something in a in the in the uh, in the in the hotel. And the guys would gather, be pizza and beer and stuff like that. And you just stay up until the wee hours of the night. I probably could do just a separate episode on that. It was, so there are couches in there and chairs and you just, you know, it'd be 400 square feet or something. And there'd be 20 or 30 guys in there and you just talk about the good old days. And of course, this is in the seventies. What are the good old days? Well, the good old days were in the sixties and fifties and forties and thirties. And and again, I was the young guy. I was in my twenties. So, uh, but one of the frequent conversations that came up is, the Hannes wagner card even again even in the 70s it had it had that notoriety and there were more than one time i remember guys again older than me going around the room and these were veteran iconic dealers cuz the hobby wasn't as big at that time and everybody kind of knew everybody they basically could go around and put together where i mean they could identify by name uh, where the 45 or 50 wagners were at that time and so that's why I think some of these uh, estimates of of being sixty or uh, seventy of the Wagner's that's that's probably I mean sixty I think is a is a, based on my experience would be a, a number that uh, I w- I would uh, you know I would say sixty is 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 a solid number. But they were talking about who had them, how they got them. It was just fascinating, and I wish I turned on a tape recorder. Uh, but Hans Wagner's a player, was a was a fabulous player. I'm a, uh, a kind of a, a loyal, faithful guy, and so I really appreciate it when a player uh, spends virtually his whole career with one team. And so Hans Wagner's a Pirate, even though Roberto Clemente started off in the Dodger organization. He, he's he's a Pirate. Uh, he didn't. Uh, he, he was, you know, in the in the Dodgers uh, farm system. In fact, they tried to hide him, but uh, but uh, Hannes Wagner was a terrific player. He was one of the, when they had the first Hall of Fame election, he was actually the second highest vote getter. So Ty Cobb was first, Hannes Wagner was second, Babe Ruth was third, uh, so and, and in many cases, In those days, Wagner was considered the better all-around player than Ruth. I disagree, uh, but I can see that he played a demanding position, shortstop, very, very well. And so he and he was a great hitter. He was. uh, uh, He's thought to be just not a singles hitter, but he he won the batting title. Uh, eight times, which is, again, against your peers, you're, you you have the highest average. That, that says a lot. But what's not as well known is that he, he actually led the league in slugging percentage six times, which is not just home runs. It's, it's basically the, your, the total bases. But, you know, so he had a lot of doubles, lots of triples. He was a fast runner and he led the league in stolen bases five times. So again, the all around aspect, uh, Ruth. Uh, I'm still voting for Babe Ruth, uh, partly because he just had an amazing <laughs> pitching record. He 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 probably could have made the Hall of Fame as a pitcher, and he uh, doesn't look like he'd be a great base stealer. But he, I think, he stole home more than the other guy. So he's just a uh, an amazing and, and and Babe Ruth changed the game. So and again, the, a slugger that hit more home runs than the rest of the league combined. So uh, my point is, if Hannes Wagner in some of those days in that that time was considered even better than Ruth how amazing did he have to be he had these huge hands he was a Hulk uh, looking kind of a guy except he he kind of had uh, kind of bow legs I mean they, they would talk about that uh, the fable or the story is that the scarcity of the Wagner is based on one of two theories one that uh, maybe uh, Wagner didn't smoke he didn't really want uh, or he didn't he didn't think it was good for uh, young boys to be smoking and to promote, uh, kids smoking. Uh, he, he didn't approve of that. And the other is that, uh, perhaps he wasn't paid or he wasn't paid or he was paid. He, he probably was pretty much at the top of his game at the time when the t two sixes were coming out in the, the late nineteen oh uh, 8, 9, 10, 11. So at the top of his game, he would have been a guy that would be, uh, preeminent and, uh, he may, Not have gotten paid and said, Hey, stop the presses. I don't don't want my car to be released. You didn't pay me for it. You didn't pay me enough. Or I don't approve of the kids smoking or I don't smoke any of those things. Interestingly, he is the first athlete that ever endorsed a bat for Louisville Slugger. And so, and that was in 1905. So predating T206s, Hannes Wagner. Is, has an endorsement deal with Louisville Slugger, the first player to do that. So he had to be somewhat savvy about the value of his name. And again, that feeds into the theory that he wasn't paid or he wasn't paid enough. Uh, Bill James, whom I greatly respect, who's one of my contemporaries, and I think he just retired. So he's pretty close to my age and my, my vintage. When he was coming up, I was coming up. And I, I, I loved his, I mean, I really got some of his early books. And even though I'm, I'm more of a classically trained statistician, he was, uh, he, he had a lot of, a lot of excellent statistical insights. Well, he says that Wagner's 1908 season is possibly the greatest single season in baseball history. And because he's comparing to, when he did what he did, it has to be compared to the times and to the, the baselines of what the other people in the league were doing. Just like Babe Ruth is, is, uh, I don't know if it was 1920 or uh, one of those years where he had as many home runs as the rest of the league put together. Well, that's, that's just, just amazing. Well, Wagner had something like that, except not with home runs, but his his, uh, uh, his slugging and RBIs and all the stuff that he did was was so far above the league uh, standard and average that Bill James thinks that was the greatest season in history. Again, that's a year or two before uh, T 206s are getting going. Uh, does Wagner get appropriate hobby respect other than his T two six card? I actually don't think. Well, he's starting to get more. He's starting to get more uh, respect. Uh, interestingly, he's not on that many T cards compared to his contemporaries. Again, he's in that in between uh, age, but he's on lots of E cards, and he's and, and he's uh, you know one of the more valuable. I think he's probably would would fall behind Cobb, but maybe maybe not anybody else. But two cards that I remember growing up and being and as, a, as a young collector. That uh, one, I again, this another uh, another reveal. Actually, my dad had the forty play ball uh, Wagner high number. And so again, Dad, if you're listening, I just I just come and clean on that. So, uh, but he's a coach then. he doesn't look formidable. He doesn't look like a greatest player of all time. He looks like kind of an old guy. And then also, uh, what I picked up later, not from my dad, but uh, in, a, in a collection uh, back in the seventies, is his 48 leaf, and uh, that he he just doesn't look. Very inspiring. There, he's a he's an older guy. He's he got a he's got the tobacco chaw, I think, and he's and he's a coach, and he just he just doesn't look formidable. He doesn't look like wow, I'd be really afraid if this guy came to the plate. And so, uh, again, he he was retired by you know, I think he played maybe he retired in uh, nineteen nineteen or somewhere in there. So again, just uh, really hard to figure out how great he was when you can't see a lot of. You, you, there's, there's not as much video and stuff that you can see. This this guy was was amazing. You look at his stats and all that. Uh, Again, yeah, these are my opinions. If you disagree, you're welcome to email me at drjamesbeckett at gmail uh, Always enjoy feedback. I've got uh, I guess the various sponsors have interest in Wagner as a as a card. Uh, no one. No, no person would, would turn it down. Uh, a question that that each person might have is, and it depends on your uh, not status in life, but your your socioeconomic status. I guess is that if you had a Wagner, what would you do with it? I guess if you're if you're um, if you had financial needs, you probably won't have financial needs anymore. You could sell it. There, any auction house, uh, uh, heritage would 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 be. Uh, uh, like I said, they're one of my sponsors, but they're, and, and they're not necessarily the best. But there's nobody better. But Huggins and Scott would say, "Hey, let us let us uh, uh, auction that off as well." So you'd have the choice of uh, any auction house you'd want to auction it off. You'd probably want to get it graded, and um, you know, uh, I think uh, in spite of my fondness for BGS, I believe most of the uh, Wagner's are graded by PSA, uh, perhaps. Perhaps SGC has some, and uh, you know, but again, I'm not sure very many have been uh, have been BGS or BBG back in the day. But uh, you, you definitely want to get it graded and authenticated in that way, and then uh, you'd uh, you could sell it. And I, I'd probably recommend getting it graded, even if you're going to keep it, just because you'd have the the, the uh, protection that it wouldn't get uh, messed up, and you wouldn't want to leave it out in the sun. You'd want to protect it, but you'd you'd probably want to show it. The problem is if you show it, it's so valuable it can be temptation for thieves. Or So then you'd have to insure it, and the insurance would would have to be special. And um, again, it's a problem I would love to have and probably you would love to have. So it's nice to dream. Uh, I have said that I was the underbidder. Uh, at a at a uh, pennies on the dollar compared to what it'd be now, but I was the underbidder on a Wagner in a in an auction uh, many many decades ago. And uh, again, I've had other good deals, but that probably not bumping up my bid a little bit higher. Uh, again, not a lot of regrets in life, but that perhaps is is one of them. Uh, again, thanks for letting me rem- reminisce about uh, Wagner, and I can when I see my uh, the painting that's uh, out in uh, my my boardroom, and people comment on it, I'll direct them to this episode. So thanks for your attention. Uh, appreciate your listening, and I'll be back again tomorrow with uh, another episode about something else. Thanks.